Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Believe in K-State, hosted by Joe Matthew and Reggie Blackwell. On today's episode, we discuss a big win against Oklahoma State and look forward to this weekend's game against the Texas Longhorns. But first, a message from our sponsor. Basketball is back and BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest, easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BLEAV to receive your rewards. That's BLEAV to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. I don't see in the ad that they said college basketball wagering. I assume they allow that though on there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming that. Because college basketball starts tonight, exhibition game. It definitely does. Well, Joe, unbelievable weekend in the Little Apple, Manhattan, Kansas. One of the most dominating performances we've seen in a long time from the Kansas State Wildcats. They beat the number ninth ranked Oklahoma State Cowboys 48 to nothing, dominating fashion demolished them. I'm running out of adjectives. It was a great afternoon Saturday to be a Wildcat. Yep, it started out great and just got better and better and better. And the defense played great. Didn't allow Oklahoma State past the K-State 38-yard line, I believe, the entire game. Just a dominating defensive performance against the good Oklahoma State offense. Now, we knew going in their defense wasn't too good, especially that secondary, and that played out that way. Will Howard had a great game, almost 300 yards passing, and we didn't miss Adrian Martinez at all in that game. Well, you hit it on the head, Joe. I mean, going into the game, it was a game-time decision. Adrian Martinez, Will Howard, Adrian Martinez, Will Howard. Uh, I think all indications was for – 
Adrian Martinez to go. He looked like he was going in warm-ups, and it came down to a decision. He didn't feel very comfortable. They went with Will Howard. But let's talk about the offense and Will Howard. 21 of 37, 296 yards, four touchdown passes. You know what? It was an unbelievable performance. But all around, Joe, what I am impressed with Kansas State offense, when they do play in this aggressive role mode, the receivers seem to respond better too. And what I mean by that, Knowles, um, Warner, and Brooks, and even Deuce out of the backfield, the receivers are aggressive and are making plays on the ball as well. Absolutely. And you love to see that. They're all playing with confidence right now. And they're all involved in the game. All three of them are. And, you know, Kate Warner is just making some great catches. Yeah, that one, one, the first touchdown was a great catch in coverage. And that second one was a little bit of a screen pass. And he had, he had a lot of room to run on that one. And I mean, that was right. kind of some great blocking on that one. And, you know, his dad, Kurt, even gave him some props after the game on Twitter saying, you know, he put in the hard work, dedication, went through some tough times, and now it's all paying off for him. And that's nice to see. You know, he, he's just played amazing. That's all you can say about it. Knowles actually, has, he had, I believe he had 100 yards receiving in the game. If not, he had 113 yards. 113, yeah, he led the team in receiving. So, you know, he's really coming on and – yeah, Will's taking the shots downfield that Martinez wasn't doing earlier in the year. He finally he finally did start doing that, but yeah, Will Howard is uh, going downfield aggressively, and that's good to see. Now it, it is a it's something you talk about Warner, and I don't want to harp back on it, but echo what you said. I mean Warner. A lot of people may not know, and the audience may not understand. He's one of the hardened souls of this Kansas State team um, from a leadership standpoint. And he has only been on the Kansas State roster two years. Uh, and that's just indicative to who he is as a person, his character, coming from Nebraska to be able to be elected captain and able to garner the respect of the team as fast as he did. But now he's exemplifying that with his play on the field. And I think that's really going to uh, harness this receiving crew and this offense and responding because, like you said, these guys are playing with a, a, a just a new verber of, of excitement that they can catch any ball that's in the area. And we didn't have that before. So that's a combination mm-hmm. of Klein, the offensive coordinator, being different. Um, being very assertive and being aggressive, along with having the confidence in a Will Howard to make the throws. And, it, and we're playing with a, with a relentless fever and fervor without worrying about making a mistake. And I think, and Martinez, coming off his history before in the early parts of the season, we were so con- concerned about controlling the turnovers, not getting the interceptions, uh, taking care of the ball, 
where you can maybe overcoach it sometime and not be aggressive. It's night and day from what it was earlier in the season. Uh, Martinez, who knows, he may end up playing on Saturday. They haven't really said yet, and they probably won't know till the day of the game again. But it'd be, I don't know, what's your take on that? If uh, Will Howard's playing so hot right now, he has the hot hand, the receivers are catching everything he's throwing at them. Do you stick with Will Howard regardless? And we're and I was going to talk about it. And I'll throw it back to you, but I'll answer it first. Will Howard is the hot hand, uh, no doubt. He is the hot hand, but Martinez is your starter. Uh, I think you got a great luxury and you got an excellent problem to have because you got two guys that you can feel that can go lead your team. But if you got to make a choice, which you got to do, I think. The staff is comfortable with either of these guys leading the team, but it just feels like right now um, the way the team is playing and and the performance that he just came off on, uh, unless Martinez is 100% healthy. Now, if he's 100% healthy, in my opinion, I think you start Martinez but you start them with a with a very it's a it's a short leash, and what I mean by that, not saying he'll get pulled, but if if the game is not flowing or if you're not performing to where you need to be, then you can go to Will and be ready to go. I think that's the way I would position it. Some people may feel differently. Maybe you just go with Will Howard, and you just basically have Martinez as your backup. And Will definitely deserves that. But I still think Martinez, your guy, he's your starter. If you're having some success, stay with him. If you're not, then you go back to Will. I agree with you there. I think, like you said, Martinez is the starter. You know, if he's good to go and he wants to go, I think you go with him and just kind of play it out, see what happens. Now, Texas is... Bats defense is not very good. Like Oklahoma State's wasn't very good. Uh, they're right. not quite as bad as Oklahoma State, but they're ranked 92nd in the country in pass uh, cars allowed. So uh, passing the ball is going to be uh, needed on Saturday, and that should be probably a big part of the game plan again. So you have a, a little more confidence in Martinez throwing the ball than I do. And I, you know, I think he can do it. I mean, I just thought it was a curious question. And I, I do agree, I do agree with you on that though. Joe, it's the it's the hardest question and it's the best question. And it's the question that uh Colin Klein, I mean uh Chris Kleinman and Colin Klein are wrestling with all week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because you know um, you're just coming off two hot performances from Howard, Um, really. You know, even if he would have stayed healthy, we go back to the TCU game, we're probably sitting up here, you know, seven and one Mm -hmm. uh, if he he stays healthy. So you don't want to really break that rhythm. But I really, truly believe that Martinez is still your guy. Uh, you got here with him. 
you have to ride that horse unless that horse is not ready. Because I do think if you go with Howard as your starter from here on out, then he's your guy. Martinez is no longer your starting quarterback. It's over with. Mm-hmm. Now, I think both of those guys have mutual respect for one another. Yeah. They're um, very um, open and want to see each other succeed. You can see the emotion and the feedback that Martinez exemplifies when Howard is out there having some success. I think that is very genuine. That's not false. So I, I think Kleiman and Klein has a good problem on their hand, even though they are going to have to make a decision. And that's because it's a good problem, Joe, I think, because these guys have so much mutual respect for one another both for the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they want each other to succeed. That's always nice to see. No, it is very nice to see. So before we wrap the books on Oklahoma State, um, give me, I want to ask you, Joe, a lot of people were saying that Oklahoma State had injuries, they had players out, this and that. Um, that's, that's part of the reason why we were so successful against Oklahoma State. What do you say to some of those people that that use those excuses? Every team has injuries. Right. K State had a lot of injuries. They're they're banged up, so doesn't really fly with me. And I mean, they came into the game having one of the worst pass defenses in the country, and that's a season long statistic. It goes Correct. back judges them out every single game when it, when they didn't even have injuries. So that doesn't really fly with me. I mean, the game was a blowout maybe because of that. Maybe it would have been closer if Oklahoma State was healthier. And Spencer Sanders has been banged up too. But our quarterbacks have been banged up. So we can point to that ourselves and say, you know, K-State was banged up too. So they still won by 48 points. No, and that's the biggest thing I tell everybody. And I agree with you 100%, Joe. Because I asked that question and I go back to people. I said, look, we were playing with a second-string quarterback. Mm-hmm. Now, the quarterback has had some time on the field. He has had some starts, but he's still young. He's a backup quarterback for a reason because he wasn't, at the time, we feel like our best quarterback to take the field. Now, credit to Will Howard. Will Howard took this backup role, Joe, and embraced it. He never waddled. He never complained. All he did was just continue to work and get better. And you can see the results because he took advantage of Martinez not practicing all spring, you know, and mostly part of the summer where Will Howard were taking the one reps. He took advantage of that. Yeah. And worked on his game. You can tell. And it's developed some confidence. And he's always had the arm strength. We knew that was there. But it was never the confidence in being able to pull it all together in a game-like situation was was always the problem. I mean, we were ready to run this guy off now. Everybody, let's let's <laughs> and, yeah. let's be let's be very honest now. Mm-hmm. We we couldn't get rid of Will Howard fast enough. We, we were clamoring, we was even considering. Avery Johnson coming in and be our starter next year. Right. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people were or are. Yep. 
Right, was thinking that. Now, Will Howard has shown, as he got carried off the field, that, wait a minute, it's a, it's a different sheriff in town. I, you know, I've been playing quarterback, too. I'm on scholarship, too. So it's going to be a very interesting dynamic uh, at the quarterback position for K-State, but it leaves me feeling in a better comfortable position of where the position is going forward, we're in some great shape. I, I feel better about it, but I will say, Will even said after the game that the game is slowing down for him, and that's why he's having this success. Well, Oklahoma State had the worst pass defense in the country. One of the worst, if not the worst. It's probably the worst this week. I didn't even check, but I'm sure it's the worst pass defense in the country. So how much of it is the game slowed down, and how much was it a product of who we played? Oklahoma State, you said, okay, yeah, well. Because, think, because of their poor pass defense. I think it's a combination of both. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. I understand Oklahoma State was still the number ninth best team in the country for a reason. And they was a stone throw away from being Big 12 champions last year. Um, when won a lot of ball games, done a lot of things. And those statistics can be a little bit distorted. I understand when a, from a pure number standpoint, but Oklahoma State, on the flip side, has an offense that scores, scores, scores mm-hmm. uh, at, at a rapid rate. And sometimes everybody's not, you know, it's a different type of passing yards that you're seeing against that defense than what it really is. I'm saying when you're able to throw the ball around the way he was, confidently he did it against Tech TCU as well. So that's why I look at it more as a byproduct of the game has slowed down for him, and he's very confident because he did it against TCU. He did do it against Oklahoma State, and we'll see what he's going to do against Texas. Um, I'm sure he's going to have, even if he doesn't start, he's going to play some minutes in this game, and we'll and we'll see what's going on. But you can definitely see that that there's a different pep in his step. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, well, before we go to Texas, Joe, I want to come up with a big thing each week, and I'm going to call it Reggie's big baller of the game. So each week, I'm going to pick a person, whether that's offense or defense, that was just exemplified. The baller mentality, meaning that they took over the game. They was the MVP. They was the all-star. They was the guy that helped push and carry the Cats, whether it's a victory or to a loss. And my nominees are this week, and I think we're going to know who did it, but we do have some other people. Is We got Deuce Vaughn. Mm-hmm. Is with 22 carries. 158 yards, one touchdown. He averaged 7.2 yards. He had a 62-long, 62-yard-long touchdown. And he also had 18 receiving yards for another touchdown and a long of 11 yards. So he had two touchdowns on the day, you know, and he had, you know, 
176 total plus yards. Great day for him. Another one of my nominees on offense is the guy we've been talking about as well, Knows. Eight receptions, 113 yards, along the 28. He didn't get in the end zone, was very close on one. No touchdowns, but a big day. A big day for him. Another one of my guys that I want to consider is the obvious. Will Howard, dominating performance, 21 of 37, 296, four touchdown passes. And then my last dominee is Nick Allen on defense. Had eight total tackles, six solo, a half tackle for loss, and one quarterback a hurry. Now, I'm glad you got a defender in there. <laughs> I got to get a defender in there. Almost pretty much needed the whole team, but they yeah. do that late. So, obviously, it's a tough one. But my big baller of the week has to go with the guy that got carried off the field. Will Howard, 21-37. I like that completion percentage to be a little bit better. But almost 300 yards, 296 and the big number, four touchdowns. Will Howard is my big baller of the week. Joe, I'm going to be looking for a little trophy or award we're going to find, and we're going to present yeah. it to those guys some kind of way. Have to get it to Will somehow, yep. <laughs> we're going to figure that out here over the next week. But Will Howard is Reggie's big baller of the week. So that's our new trend. And I agree with you, the guy that gets carried off the field. He's the no-brainer for that, but you you mentioned and you listed off a few guys that had really big games and, you know, just an all-around great effort by the team. Uh, no doubt. So, Joe, let's flip the script. The hated Texas Longhorns are coming up. We got another team that's in orange that's coming to Manhattan, a team that uh, Chris Kleiman has not beaten in his tenure at Kansas State. He got his monkey off his back with Oklahoma State last week. Now we need to get the monkey off our back against Texas, and the stakes can't be any higher, Joe. Just to set the tone, we're in second place in the Big 12. If the season ended today, we would play TCU in a, in a rematch in the Big 12 championship. Everybody has to understand there's not divisions. It's the top yep. two teams play in Arlington, play in the Cowboys Stadium for all the marbles on December 3rd. And right now, we control our own destiny. We keep winning, we in. We got no, there's no other scenario if we went out where well, we won't get in. Mm -hmm. If we went out, we're in, no matter what everybody else does. That's what control your own destiny means, right. meaning that you don't have to wait if this person lose, if that person lose, this and that. Everybody else, with the exception of TCU, they control their own destiny as well because they have no losses mm -hmm. in the Big 12. They went out, they're in. If they lose one, they still got a good chance. If they lose a couple, then it gets murky and you get to different scenarios. So let's talk about Texas. And, yeah, right. and Texas is in third place. So 
So this is kind of a battle for second place. Exactly. Yeah. And I look at Texas like this. I look at this as a, it's you know, it's an elimination game as each week go on. And I don't think Okie State is totally eliminated, depending on what they do. But they put themselves in a precarious situation now with two losses. Mm-hmm. But our game against Texas, Texas is five and three on the year. They had a close game against the University of Alabama. We know that. They've had some injuries to their quarterback situation, Quinn Ears, uh, and had to go up there back up. But they still got three losses on the year. And, you know, they squeaked by an Iowa State team. They lost to Okie State, who we beat, you know, who we beat. Uh, I look at this game on paper, Joe, and Texas, for some reason, Vegas seems to like Texas. They're mm-hmm. a two-and-a-half-point favorite. You know, they've been fluctuating from one-and-a-half to three-point favorite. It's a six o'clock game. I look at it like this. Kansas State has a tremendous amount of momentum. We're playing at home. We play differently at home um, with that crowd. Now, I know we did have a home loss to Tulane, but that's almost like a, uh, a, a kind of an aberration. The way we respond, and if we get off to the start, we've been getting off to the last couple of weeks, even though we got off to a good start and lost to TCU, I think we learned from that in the Oklahoma State game. I think the confidence in where our defense is playing, even though this is a very explosive offense with Uyers, Bijan Watson, Xavier Worthy, they probably have the best receiver and the best running back in the conference, Joe. Texas on offense probably has the both. The best. Bijan Robinson is dynamic. He is is a bonafide pro. Xavier Worthy is a receiver that can go get it. He's only a sophomore, but he's going to be a bonafide pro. The quarterback is young, but he has great skill set. I think with us defensively, mixing it up, Clatterman being aggressive, putting a little pressure, us doing some man-to-man coverage. We might have to take a chance. We're going one-on-one with Worthy every now and then, but not letting him sit back there and just throw, put some pressure on him. We've got to contain Robinson a little bit on the early downs. I think we can get Texas, and I predicted this at the beginning of the year, but I do think it'll be a close game. Yeah, I think it's going to be close, and I like K-State for a lot of the reasons you mentioned. The crowd will be jacked up, 6 o'clock start, the lights under the lights, you know, uh, be a loud crowd, viewers, viewers, as I say, Quinn Ewers, <laughs> mm-hmm. he's young, he's, um, against Oklahoma State, he didn't, he had some, he had some yards, but he's only 19 of 49, and he had three interceptions. He so, did not look great in that game. No, he didn't. And our defense is going to keep us in every game. I, I've said that before. So I think it will be close. It, it'll be closer than the game Saturday, that's for sure. No matter who plays that quarterback, should, we should be able to move the ball against Texas. 
and especially through the air, I think. And, you know, I like K-State's chances. I mean, I, I picked Texas at the beginning of the year just because, you know, they've smacked down Chris Kleiman a few times. Talent level, there's talent disparity in the two programs, but K-State's really playing well right now. They have the momentum. Bijan Robinson, uh, he's going to break off some runs. He has in every one of their games. Uh, like you said, he's he's going to be in the NFL soon, but we have to contain him, especially on first and second down, like you said, and that'll give us a chance on third down to uh, really rush the quarterback and let Felix do his thing. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a little bit more of a nail-biter this week, but I like to catch chances, and I'm changing my pick from what it was at the beginning of the year, and I'm picking K-State. And I think it'll be maybe 27-24 or something like that. Well, I'm glad you're coming on board, Joe. Yes, sir. I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm a believer this week. Right. I'm taking the Cats 31-24. to 24. Uh, I do think it's going to be imperative that we get off to a good start and we continue what we did do last week, and it didn't really go as notice as much, um, our kicking game. Uh, yes, was more consistent. Um, the punter is handling all the kickers now. He's handling the kickoff, the place kicking, uh, and the punting. So we have one kicker that is handling it all, but he was very, very consistent last week. And I think that's going to be important in this game because I think there's going to be a field goal or two that needs to be made of some significant distance. I just think, Joe, if we don't let Robinson give up a big home run like 75, 65-yarder, like you said, he's going to break off a couple 18, 20-yarders, but we just need to stay the course, keep it in front of us. we got to rally around him, and we've got to tackle well. We've got to gang tackle him. we got to put a, put, a, put a hat on him, put some shoulder pads on him, wrap him up, we got to be extremely physical against Texas. I think if we do that and hit Texas in the mouth, they'll have a tendency to be like, uh-oh, we're, you know, we're in a ball game. Right. I'm glad you mentioned Ty. Oh, sorry to interrupt you there. No, go ahead. Glad you mentioned Ty Zentner, too, because changing up the kicker was a huge move for Chris Kleiman to make, and it paid off. He made two field goals. Still punted the ball great. And he could have been listed at least as, as a contender for your player of the week. He was. And he was right there because yeah. he did it. You, you hit it on the head. And he kicked the ball off well. So Ty yeah. Zidner is a, is a, he's a gritty player. He's a very confident young man. Yes. Uh, and and, and he's, a, he's not your just typical kind of laid back, howdy doody type punter. He has some emotion, and he has some oops and some some gumption about himself. So he's definitely a guy that's going to play a difference in this role. And, and, and going into this game, Joe, I, I really think Kansas State now, because I can hear it and sense it to the, in the players, the win against Oklahoma State really, really got these guys saying, you know what, we can beat anybody now. So mm-hmm. I really think Texas and 
and some of these brands. And they had that feeling when they beat Oklahoma. But I think now getting over that monkey of um, Oklahoma State, I think that really hit it on the head to say, you know what? These guys were the number nine team in the country, and we kicked their butt. So I think that confidence coming into the game this week against uh, a Texas team that is probably more talented than us with four- and five-star guys, but I think they don't play well on the road. If you look at Sarkeesian's record on the road, um, and you can probably quote me on it, I think they're about one and seven, one and eight. If you look at his record on the road, it's not that great. And that's something we – I don't know off the top of my head, but I trust you on that. Yeah, I don't think it's that great. And I'm not 100% that's the case, but he seems to don't do too well uh, on the road. And we know this is only year two. But I, I think all of his, um, the majority of his losses has come on the road. You know, last year we had to go down there and play them. But, um, yeah, we lost at Tech and at Oklahoma State. Those were the only two road games so far this year. Yeah, and, they, and they lost them both. And I think they lost about four or five of them last year. Mm-hmm. All on the road. Interesting, yep. yeah. All on the road. So I think it's like you said, Joe, it's a night game. Understand the stakes get bigger. I want everybody to understand that Kansas State is in a unique position now to make the Big 12 championship game probably since 2000 and, ooh, because we won it in 12, but we didn't have a championship game. Right. Uh, it's got to be way back to 03 or something. Yeah, probably. <laughs> before we we before we was in the championship game, if we can keep this thing going. Now, we got Pretty a lot of work exciting. to do. We got a lot of work to do. We still got Texas. Then we got to look at Baylor after that. Then we got to go on the road to look at West Virginia after that. And then a tough home game to finish things up against Kansas. A lot of football left, mm-hmm. but. November will start telling the difference. Yeah, and I just looked last year. Texas only won one road game at TCU. They lost all the rest of them. So, yeah, they're not good on the road. Yeah, so that's the only one. I think he's like one and seven. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, he's only won one game. Yep. Yeah. One Interesting. Road good call on that one, Reggie. Yeah, so I yep. like our chances even more now. So, so well. We got a nighttime game. It should be another fun one um, next to the last home game, Joe. And uh, we we got a tough opponent. Texas will be ready, I'm sure, like yep. you said. And Sarge, Sarge would have them guys coming. They're coming off an open week. That's the only thing I can think why Vegas have them a little bit favored, um, maybe because of the open week and maybe because of um, – Texas has owned us the last four or five years. Uh, but I think it's five years in a row or six years in a row they beat us. I know five at least, yeah. It's been a while. Yeah, There's a no while. more we own Texas like it used to be. Yeah, and we used to always own Texas. So yeah. it's time to break the snide. Get off the snide. 
Let's get this Texas win. We're one and one against Texas right now. We lost to TCU and we lost and we beat Texas Tech. Let's get the Longhorns, get them done at home and uh, get this trend going. Yes, sir. Sounds good. All right, my good friend, Joe. Well, you have a great week. Look forward to um, the game on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And uh, as always, go Wildcats. Go Wildcats. Believe in K-State brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online. Get out there. This is Believe in K-State. Have a I might one. bet on this one this week. I'm kind of yeah. feeling good now after talking to you. I know I'll take a couple coins. <laughs> a couple, couple friendly couple friendly coins, Joe. Couple oh, yeah. Coins. All right, I'll put a little bit on it. <laughs> yeah, just a couple bucks. See if we can get the W. All right, right, man. Yes, sir. Have a good one. Sounds good. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.